Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes. Coming at you, Jack Holes, on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. And bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at, and conventional wisdom is often simply an illusion. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. I love to hear from listeners. You can shoot me an email. The address is right now, Jim Dawes at gmail.com. Or you can call the vent line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. While uh, the media now has wall-to-wall coverage trying to discredit hydroxychloroquine and the azithromycin as a possible preventative uh, to catching the Wuhan virus uh, and as a uh, therapeutic if you uh, administer it in the early phases, at the same time they're doing that, they're now telling us that uh, we are not within our rights to refuse to take this vaccine once Moderna markets it. And, uh, you know, we'll be required by Gates and the other globalists uh, to, to take this and uh, have on our person all the time proof that we have done so in order to go about our business uh, to work or to, to move about. And you've got Alan Dershowitz now. Uh, you know, he's sort of become a darling of, uh, of Fox News and, uh, and some others because he defended uh, the obviously unconstitutional attempt to impeach Donald Trump. But he's sort of reverted to his old ways now. He, he, he claims to be a civil libertarian, but he's out there making uh, a, a really a nonsensical argument that you have no right to refuse a vaccine. Here he was on, uh, on some show when he broke this um, this argument. Let me put it very clearly. You have no constitutional right to endanger the public and spread a disease, even if you disagree. You have no right not to be vaccinated. You have no right not to wear a mask. You have no right to open up your business. You have no right to refuse a vaccine. I mean, the fallacy in his argument is, is kind of obvious, but I'll let him make his case. He appeared with Tucker Carlson last night, and Tucker really didn't push back very uh, forcefully or effectively against Dershowitz with what I think is a, a pretty glaring weakness in his whole rationale. Okay. The Supreme Court has said yes, and if the case came to the Supreme Court today, they would say yes. It would either be nine to nothing or eight to one. It is not a debatable issue constitutionally. Look, they have a right to draft you and put your life in danger to help the country. 
the police power of the state is very considerable. But let's distinguish between the constitutional issue on the one hand, which is settled, and the moral issue on the other hand. I think one can make a plausible argument that nobody should be required to be subject to a dangerous vaccination to help other people. That's a plausible argument. And I think we should continue to debate that. I wouldn't require people to take the vaccine unless it was proved very, very safe. Now, any injection can cause, obviously, infection at the site. Any pill can cause a problem. But in general, if the vaccine is deemed extremely safe, then the state does have a right to compel you to take it. Because remember, vaccines... Now, when he says compel you to take it, keep in mind what the logical um, result of that is. They hold you down and shoot you full of this vaccine that uh, you... Uh, disagree with that is safe or not but uh, here is the nub of his argument work on a theory of mass inoculation you're not right. taking the to help yourself if there were a vaccine developed for cancer or a heart condition obviously you and i would have a right to say no we have a right to die i believe you have a right to die but i don't believe you have a right to be uh, typhoid mary and spread it look if you don't want to take the vaccine you have an option you can stay in quarantine But what you don't have the right to do is circulate in society without being vaccinated. Okay, so there's his argument. You have if you if you don't take the vaccine, you have to stay at home. And this is a a continuation of the argument Bill Gates is putting forward that everybody in the world has to be vaccinated and that they have to carry proof with them at all time, presumably in a uh, subdermal chip of some type that they've been vaccinated if they want to be able to work or go about their uh, business in public. Of course, the obvious uh, fatal flaw in this argument is that uh, if you want to be vaccinated against it and not catch it, then you're free to take the vaccine. But if you don't believe in the vaccine or you believe the vaccine is dangerous, then you are, in fact, in his words, you know, uh, choosing that risk. So you're not typhoid, typhoid Mary out there spreading it. If everybody that believes in the vaccine has the vaccine, then you're not going to infect them. And if everybody that doesn't believe in this vaccine or worries that it may have some ulterior um, objective and they don't take it, then they are taking that risk on themselves. He makes the argument that the the uh, federal government has the right to draft you and send you to war. Yeah, that's a case of national survival. And the case here, if there is a vaccine and it is safe and effective, then the people that believe that are perfectly willing to inoculate themselves against you if you don't believe that. If you're vaccinated, then the unvaccinated are not a danger to you. Tucker just gave him a pass. He let him get away with that obvious um, fatal fallacy in his argument, but you know, a lot of people, um, they, uh, they, they sort of became enamored of Alan Dershowitz when he was making the obvious and argument that the, uh, constant, the, uh, impeachment that the Democrats pursued was obviously unconstitutional. And now uh, I hope they're not inclined to swallow this bull hook, line and sinker. I think, uh, Alan Dershowitz has reverted to form and supporting these left wing 
totalitarian type of arguments. He calls himself a, uh, a civil libertarian. And every bit of civil libertarianism that I've seen him engage in, with the exception of opposing the impeachment of Donald Trump, was in the service of obvious murderers and, uh, and rapists and such. Tucker got to dial up his game a little bit uh, when, when somebody comes on his show talking that kind of bull. So governors gone wild. The Democratic governors in this country are absolutely determined to keep their states locked down, destroy their economies, gen up as many deaths as they possibly can. And, uh, and they keep, you know, uh, trying to fight the media, uh, tries to find ways to attack the Republican governors in Florida and Texas and Georgia and other, other states, red states that are opening up, while at the same time giving a pass to these, these uh, despotic tactics that are being employed in California and Illinois and Michigan and Pennsylvania and New York and New Jersey and Connecticut and Massachusetts and these other states with Democrat governors. And I guess they can do that uh, because they own the press and the, the press will give them a pass. They've got this whole testing two-step going saying, well, you're not meeting the uh, Dr. Fauci's guidelines for, uh, you know, two consecutive weeks of reduced Diagnosed cases, totally ignoring on purpose. It's obvious the reason you have more confirmed cases is because testing has increased four or five fold. It's to the point now where they can't find enough people willing to take the tests. They've got all these tests out there and there's not enough people who, uh, who are willing to take it because they're not showing any symptoms. They don't know anybody that's got any symptoms. And it's a massive, um, it's a massive scam. But like I say, the, the, the Democrats and the left can get away with a lot of this stuff because they absolutely own the press. And when I say own, I don't mean just that they're fellow travelers, that they agree with them ideology, uh, ideologically, although that's true. No, they in fact own these press outlets, the, the globalists. And these uh, new world order types have taken control of, uh, of this media, including print at the New York Times and the Washington Post on these, uh, these networks and cable TV shows and on social media. They're pushing a left-wing agenda, and they all know exactly what they're trying to achieve with these lockdowns. They're trying to destroy this economy, put as many people out of work so they will then turn to the government. For their, for, for their sustenance. And the media, while they're pursuing this agenda, they're absolutely ignoring the absolute disaster that these Democrats have made in their states. Can you imagine the media meltdown if it were Republican governors who had sent COVID-infected patients into nursing homes and caused these tens of thousands of deaths? Now, that's sort of a, a, a double issue here. I think a lot of these deaths, both in the nursing home and in the general population, are wildly inflated in these blue states because they want to uh, justify their lockdowns. But there is no doubt 
that the governors of New York and Pennsylvania and New Jersey and other Democrat-run states had purposeful policies refusing nursing homes from uh, from barring COVID-infected patients, Wuhan virus-infected patients from their facilities. And after the initial major loss of life in this country at that life care facility in Washington state demonstrated the lethality of the virus to those nursing home populations. That was way back in February. You have to ask yourself why in hell's name would the governors in New York Como and Pennsylvania Wolf and these other Democrat controlled states force nursing homes to take Wuhan virus infected patients. Were they trying to gin up their numbers? Were they trying to, to justify their lockdowns? And when I say, you know, the, the media, uh, covers for them, I'm talking about clips like this. This is Andrew Como coming on with his, his, uh, brother Fredo on CNN and, uh, you know, in spite of the fact that he's got this major scandal of implementing this executive order requiring nursing homes to take COVID-infected patients, Fredo hasn't asked him a single question about it. Instead, he's focusing on puff pieces like this. Before we go to break, where you wanted to encourage people to get tested, and some people are afraid it's going to hurt. So you had video of it that I want to show the audience of you actually getting tested. Um, here it is. There's you. You were kind of funny. And they were testing you. Um, now, a few questions about this process. First of all, is it true that when you were having the test administered, you inhaled and the doctor's finger went all the way up your nose and got stuck and had to be released with a tool? Fredo. Is that true? Just to, just to deal no, with the record. She con- she she wanted to comment that I have a little button nose mm. and she was afraid that the swab would actually hurt because it it extended my uh, nasal cavity. The proboscis uh, issue. Speaking about the delicacy of, of, the, nose. of the nose. And that- see, <laughs> you won't see Andrew Como coming on Fox or One American News Network or a- actually being asked any of these difficult questions. The majority of people that have died in New York have, in fact, died in nursing homes as a result of Andrew Como's policy. Could you imagine if he had been a Republican? Andrew Como knowingly sent these these patients to infect the populations of his nursing home, and it has absolutely been a disaster. There have been more people killed in the nursing homes in New York than four or five 9-11s. Over in New Jersey with uh, Pat Murphy, former um, Wall Street banker that uh, bought the office, 52% of all the deaths in the states have been in nursing homes. That's almost 5,500 lives. 12% of the entire nursing home population in New Jersey has died because of the virus. Media doesn't uh, make a big deal about it. If you get to the bottom of this, what this amounts to is negligent homicide at the very minimum. That's if they didn't understand what they were doing. I think they did understand what they were doing. 
If it were the Republicans doing this, it would be wall-to-wall coverage. It would be round the clock. There would be calls for uh, governors to resign. There would be uh, hearings in the House of Representatives. And you know that this was obvious because all of the red states went out of their way to bar infected patients from nursing homes. New York went out of their way to make sure they were put in there. Florida, where I broadcast from, has a very low uh, incident of uh, Wuhan virus deaths in nursing homes, even though Florida has a uh, an older population and many more nursing homes than New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania. And yet, the media is spending their time not, not criticizing Como or Murphy or, um, you know, the governors of Pennsylvania or Michigan. No, they're trying to attack DeSantis because he's opened up his state and, and still has such low numbers. Here's DeSantis pushing back on that very issue. Our data is available. Our data is transparent. In fact, Dr. Burks has talked multiple times about how Florida has the absolute best data. So any insinuation otherwise is just typical partisan narrative trying to be spun. And part of the reason is that because you got a lot of people in your profession who waxed poetically for weeks and weeks about how Florida was going to be just like New York. Wait two weeks, Florida's going to be next. Just like Italy, wait two weeks. Well, hell, we're eight weeks away from that, and it hasn't happened. Not only do we have a lower death rate, well, we have way lower deaths generally, we have a lower death rate than the Acela Corridor, D.C., everyone up there. We have a lower death rate than the Midwest, Illinois, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio. But even in our region, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida has the lower death rate. And I was the number one landing spot from tens of thousands of people leaving the number one hot zone in the world to come to my state. So we've succeeded, and I think that people just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. It challenges their assumption. So they got to. It challenges their narrative. It challenges their agenda. I can tell you that in Florida, the uh, county health offices are integrated with the state health department and they had uh, people at the airports, both the, the uh, commercial airports and the, the, um, what do they call it? Consumer aviation, um, Commuter aviation, I can't remember, but the, the private airports, the smaller airports, they had health inspectors in their meeting planes as they arrived and instructing these people that they were required to go in quarantine, getting their location and checking on them to make sure that they quarantined for two weeks after their arrival. Remember when they attacked Brian Kemp of Georgia for reopening? It was, it was a, about a week long pile on on Brian Kemp. Well, now they're nowhere to be found when it when it turns out that there have been continued decreases in the number of hospitalizations for the Wuhan virus in Georgia. They've got egg all over their face. They just move on to the next um, you know, drive by as as Rush Limbaugh likes to call it. And these Democrat governors uh you know they like to call Republicans. They, they're always accusing Republicans and conservatives and nationalists of being Nazis and fascists. 
But if anything, this whole epidemic has exposed that it's the left and the Democrats that have the real impulse to fascism. He got the Marxist mayor of New York City threatening to arrest anyone that goes into the ocean. He says that they can walk on the beach, but if they go in the water, he's going to drag them out and arrest them. The rationale that he gives is because we're not going to make the lifeguards work. Well, one, why don't you have the lifeguards working? And two, if they know the lifeguards aren't working and they go into the ocean, then they are accepting that risk themselves. You just put up some signs, no lifeguard on duty. But the nanny state that the Democrats want to run won't allow that. They're going to make you do what's best for you regardless. And out in California, you've got the the mayor, Garcetti, of Los Angeles, telling people that they they can walk on the beach, but they can't go in the water and they can't go in the dry sand. They can go on the wet sand, but they can't go on the dry sand. (laughs) apparently, you know, I, hell, I don't even know what the rationale there is. And the hypocrisy of these leftist little dictators has also been apparent. You got governor Pritzker, uh, in Illinois threatening to arrest business owners who try to open their shops and put them in jail for a year. He's made it a felony. He will, he will revoke your business license. He will cut the utilities off to your business and he will throw you in jail and give you a hefty fine. Now, this is the same guy that while he had the lockdown orders, flew his family out of Illinois and to Florida for a vacation in Michigan, governor Gretchen, the apparent front runner for Joe Biden's shadow president locked Michiganders down and uh, issued an order that they weren't allowed to travel to their summer homes. Now, you know, a lot of these people are living in the urban areas in Michigan. They want to get the heck out of these urban areas and, and go to their summer homes. She made that illegal. And now she's been caught visiting her own summer home. See, it's just like in the old Soviet Union and in Cuba and in Venezuela, all of these despotic orders that come from the left, they, they apply to the little people. They don't apply to the, the, the overlords like Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, who made it illegal to go to a hair salon and shut them all down. She was caught doing it herself. And when asked about it, she said, well, I am the face of this city and I take my personal hygiene very seriously. And so an exception had to be made for me. But the rest of you little people, you lock yourself down and shut up. (laughs) Ah, You know, sometimes all of this is just too much to bear. These uh, these Democrats led by Nancy Pelosi, or trying their best to implement Marxism. She wants to keep the nation locked down and at the same time uh, pay people to stay at home. 68% of the American people now, according to a recent poll, want um, 
regular payments from the federal government. And Mark Cuban has picked up on all of this and is positioning himself to be a replacement for Joe Biden. And he's promised to do just that. He wants to send $1,000 to every American household every two weeks for the next three months. I'm telling you, if they ever implement that, there will be no cutting it off. He wants to pay him to stay home, and they've got to spend the money that the government spend, uh, sends them so they can go on a little shopping spree. Three out of every four Americans agree. No, it's more than that. It's a little less than that. 68%. They want direct payments from the federal government. And once you, uh, you implement that, there'll be no end to it. They want to make sure they can vote without leaving the House, too. They want the vote by mail so they can implement their ballot harvesting that was so successful there in Orange County, California. Unbelievable. we got to run out to a break when we come back. We're going to take a look at what's going on with Biden, and we're going to look at Mika Brzezinski gone wild right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Well, you know, the real go-to show for the Trump deranged crowd, if they're early risers, a lot of them uh, uh, probably sleep until noon, but uh, the ones that are early risers, they go to the Morning Joe to see the most pathetic man on cable TV, Joe Scarborough, as he sits there with Mika Brzezinski, who apparently got his balls in a box under the bed. And, uh, and you know, they, they spend two hours every morning nonstop criticizing the president of the United States to the exclusion of any Democrats. And uh, there's, you know, uh, uh, Donald Trump got a little sick of these uh, baseless charges that's co- constantly coming out of the Morning Joe show. And so he uh, he dredged up an old controversy from Joe Scarborough's past where a young intern uh, was found dead of suspicious circumstances 
in his office, I think it was in Pensacola, Florida. And, uh, you know, this is not new news. Uh, we know that she died. We, there is speculation that, uh, Joe Scarborough was having an extramarital affair with her. We don't know that for a fact, but we do know that, uh, Joe Scarborough is someone who engages in extramarital affairs because that's what he did with Mika Brzezinski ultimately leaving his wife and children and his family to, uh, to marry uh, the, the shrew on the set there. And so uh, Donald Trump tweeted out, you know, uh, reminding everybody of this, uh, this controversy about the death surrounding this young intern. And, uh, and the media melted down. You know, this is unprecedented. They love to use that word, unprecedented that a, a, a president would stoop to this level. <laughs> well, you know, there, if you look at it, there's a lot more actual evidence and reason for suspicion in this case than there ever was with the Russia hoax that uh, Joe Scarborough did wall-to-wall coverage for three years accusing the president of being a traitor to the nation and a puppet of Vladimir Putin. There never was a case there. We're learning more and more each day that it was entirely a hoax. But we do know that, yes, that intern did die, and their cause of death is very suspicious, and that there was a, a lot of talk in Joe's home district of a uh, of foul play and, uh, and a, a relationship between the two. It was, uh, it was back shortly after Joe Scarborough decided he was going to become a media personality. He tried to become a Fox news host. Uh, they, they turned him down. So he, he went and put his, uh, stones in a box and, uh, and, you know, adapted to MSNBC, but he was appearing on Imus in the morning with the late great Don Imus. And they had this exchange here. I want you to listen close to what Scarborough actually says. You know, occasionally we're going to try to help you. And you've just, right, Charles, you've got to listen. <laughs> well, well, tell me what I need to do. Well, no, you're doing great. I mean, don't be afraid to be funny. Okay. Because you are funny. Uh, that was a, you know, I asked you yeah, why you weren't in Congress. You said you'd had sex with the intern, then you had to kill her. Exactly, he says. Let's hear it again. Well, no, you're doing great. I mean, don't be afraid to be funny okay. because you are funny. Uh, that was a, you know, I asked you why you were in Congress. You said you'd had sex with the intern, then you had to kill her. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, that's pretty risky to say. What are you going to do? So what it could be, do? you can, you can be very good. I mean, I, we, I'm, I actually like Keith Olbermann and I like, uh, Matthews and, uh, like Keith Olbermann says, I'm a, <laughs> Keith Oberman was even too deranged for MSNBC. They had to take him off the air. He was such a, a, a lunatic. It could work out for you. Well, it's going to be a good lineup. And, and the guys at NBC and women at NBC, looks like they're going to uh, stick with us uh, longer than they did with Donahue, <laughs> which I'm glad they were impatient with him. And I think, I think it's going to work out. And one of these days, who knows, you may TiVo it. <laughs> not likely you know um scarborough says something there that you always need to remind yourself of that that show morning joe which is a, a parody of trump derangement syndrome 
along with Lawrence O'Donnell and uh, Rachel Maddow, those are not just um, sort of tabloid versions of cable news. They are actually news operations from the NBC network. One of the formerly great news organizations in this country. And, uh, and they take shows like InfoWars off the air that you can make an argument that uh, MSNBC and CNN and The View, that's another NBC news program, The View, with Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar, the shrews over there shrieking to the, uh, to the stay-at-homes an hour every day. But they all attack Fox News. One of the, one of the really fair and balanced. You've got uh, you've got actually contrarian voices on Fox. Yes, you've got uh, Tucker and Hannity and uh, Laura Ingram in the evening. But you also have uh, you know fair and balanced news coverage. Nothing, uh, nothing as far uh, ideologically driven as uh, the network news shows. They're determined to shut it down. And they're, they're having some success. If you watch a lot of the Fox prime time shows, you'll see some advertising on there that is pretty low rent is not likely to generate a lot of money. And you'll see even PSAs in the prime time hours. So they're, uh, you know, they're, they're stomping all over any dissenting voices while the, uh, corporate and the globalist masters put out a steady stream of left-wing propaganda on the networks. So Mika uh, didn't take kindly to Trump criticizing her excuse for a man. And she, uh, she had a meltdown on the set there. From the fact that most believe that this president has botched this crisis from the get-go and this will be known in history notice how when they say these things they never give any actual examples of the botching of the crisis they just make the accusation and move on and they don't have to answer to anybody because you know there's nobody left to call them to account with the exception maybe of tucker carlson and and uh, rush limbaugh aside from the fact that most believe that this president has botched this crisis from the get-go and this will be known in history worldwide as a human catastrophe that he could have prevented um and he's trying to deflect at all times and willie and mike he's uh tweeting again all sorts of crazy oh no he's tweeting things uh once again uh tweeting conspiracy theories about joe falsely accusing him of murder talking about the death of a young staffer in his congressional office years ago more more proof for her foul play and her death than there ever was for the russia hoax mika and calling him dangerous to walk the streets and i'll just say i'll take a point of personal privilege here that's sick donald you're a sick person i'm going to defend my man point of personal privilege here that's sick donald you're a sick person you're a sick person to put this family through this to put her husband through this, to do this just because you're mad at Joe because Joe got you again today because he speaks the truth and he sp- speaks the truth. She says, <laughs> 
the truth and the morning Joe show are, are not two words that you should ever use in the same sentence. I mean, these people have no shame. They pursued a bogus Russia hoax narrative for three years. And now they want to talk about Mika wants to talk about truth. Joe got you again today because he speaks the truth and he speaks plainly about your lack of interest and empathy in others and your lack of ability to handle this massive human catastrophe. The fact that you've made it worse. He made it worse. How he's made it worse. He he did everything with an executive's uh, urgency. He worked around the clock. The response in this country was better than any other place the, the the if somebody wants to be critic or if mika wants to criticize somebody she might want to do china what do you say about china mika well they don't say anything about china and they they don't say anything about their uh, china because their corporate masters have instructed them not to and that you make it worse every day and that you won't even wear a mask to protect people from your germs but the germs you're spreading on Twitter, first of all, Twitter, you shouldn't be allowing this. And Twitter? Oh, Mika's about to channel her inner fascist. She wants to shut the president of the United States up. You're spreading on Twitter. First of all, Twitter, you shouldn't be allowing this. And you should be taking these tweets down. And you should be ashamed of yourself. You'll be hearing from me on this because this is BS. But, Donald, you're a sick person. <laughs> Mika's going to contact Jack. Here's a here's a little news flash, Mika. Jack is already suppressing conservative voices, uh, doing everything he can do, and still get away with it. All you have to do is watch the videos of James O'Keefe with these hidden cameras from these Twitter moderators, telling how they suppress dissident voices on their platform. But Mika is going to get to the bottom of this. Jack, you better take the president of the United States down because he insulted my man. Tweets down and you should be ashamed of yourself. You'll be hearing from me on this because this is BS. But Donald, you're a sick person. You're really a cruel, sick, disgusting person. <laughs> you talk about being able to dish it out, but can't take it. She, they go on a three year long a jihad against the president. The president points out uh, a little uh, controversy from Joe's past, and Mika wants him taken off of Twitter. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jack over over at Twitter does it because he's got a history of suppressing dissident voices, including the president of the United States. I found a clip of Joe Rogan on his show. You know, Joe Rogan just signed a $100 million contract with Spotify. Joe Rogan is going to be paid $100 million to bring his podcast to Spotify. Well, I, I'm i happy and I'm sad about that. I'm happy that, uh, you know, the platform podcasting and, uh, and independent media and Joe Rogan does speak truth and from, you know, his point of view, I'm happy that, uh, you know, it's, it's finally made the big time at last, but you know, they're, they're very selective on, uh, on who they, uh, allow to break through. 
I guess you have to have your own platform. Joe Rogan does. He, he's able to get people to come directly to his site. But if you're trying to break through like this show on on social media and uh, and, you know, through Google searches or on YouTube, you can forget that, buddy. They'll stomp all over you. Here's this clip from from Joe Rogan, the new one hundred million dollar man. Find out that, you know, like uh, the Veritas stuff, uh, you know, that that guy, um, um, Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, when he was exposing that these Twitter executives were saying how they were talking about the strategies they use to silence MAGA users, Mm -hmm. to silence Trump supporters, Mm -hmm. and you just find certain algorithms and things they say, and then you make it so it's difficult to find their page. Like, that's creepy shit. Right. Like, you you gotta let people choose. Yeah. Yeah, You gotta let people choose what they like and what they don't like, because there's a line, and you can keep moving that line, right? You can say, we don't want anyone who says anything bad, uh, uh, you know, about China. And who and then, gets to be the arbiter right. of that decision? And then it can get to point where what happened to Zuby, where he got banned. Zuby got banned. Lots of people have been banned. Big names have been banned. I've been shadow banned. I guarantee you, you will not find my feed on social media on the big platforms unless you go looking for it or if you're following me. But uh, it'll never get any wider audience than that because the moderators over there make damn sure that it doesn't want to remind you real quick to go to prepare with mojo50.com and get your uh, four week emergency food supply today it'll take you to my patriot supply and you can save a hundred dollars on a four weeks food supply normally 297 dollars you can get it for 197 dollars it's got a 25 year shelf life Give you 2,000 calories a day with 12 food varieties, breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks. You get free same-day shipping and save $100 if you go to preparewithmojo50.com and get your emergency four-week food supply today. So what else should we talk about? Joe Biden. (laughs) You know, I'm... Uh, getting uh, this rental house ready. It's a much bigger job than I had anticipated, but I've been making a lot of trips to uh, Home Depot and uh, and Lowe's. Lowe's gives me a, a 10% discount, so I, I'm inclined to be loyal to Home Depot, but Lowe's gives me a 10% discount because of uh, a, a veteran's discount. And so the big ticket items, I end up going there and picking up. But these these home improvement stores are chock full of old guys. I don't count myself among them quite yet, but they're chock full of old guys, both employees at the store that are working, going eight hours a day working in these stores and contractors that are out building. But Joe Biden can't manage to get out of his basement with a phalanx of secret service agents to keep everybody six feet away from him. And make a speech. And I don't know if the idea is he's afraid to come out of his basement or whether he is, in fact, afraid to make a speech. Because he is being daily diminished by his his onset of dementia. And he's just desperately trying to get to the finish line and somehow overcome the odds and get elected. Joe Biden was on um, some show and he actually strung together several coherent sentences 
although what he had to say was a total bull in response to Trump saying he'd taken hydroxychloroquine announced that he is taking hydroxychloroquine as a prophylactic. I'm sure you saw the news, right? This is on Yahoo News. Um, But there's growing evidence linking hydroxychloroquine to dangerous side effects. And I'm curious how you feel about the president of the United States. Growing evidence, she says. This is a 60-year-old drug that's been prescribed, you know, hundreds of, well, yeah, hundreds of millions of, of times throughout the years that all of the side effects are well known. All of the indications not to take it are well known. Back to this clip. Modeling what many doctors view as risky medical behavior in front of the American people. It's like saying maybe if you injected Clorox into your blood, you know, it may cure you. Come on. Did he ever say inject Clorox into your blood? Maybe it'd cure you? No, he actually didn't say that. It's funny, you know, when, when Joe's lying, he's, he can actually be uh, semi-coherent. It's like saying maybe if you injected Clorox into your blood, you know, it may cure you. Come on, man. What is he doing? Come on, man. What is he doing? What is he doing? What in God's name is he doing? And the things that presidents say, the words of a president matter. When the president says he is, you, you heard... <laughs> The things that a president say, his words matter. Well, there's a pretty good argument not to, not to elect somebody that can't manage to string together a sentence. The vice president today or yesterday said, I'm not using it. I'm not using it. The vice president of the United States. Look, this is absolutely irresponsible. There's no serious medical personnel out there saying to use that drug. It's counterproductive. It's not going to help. Just so many lies. In one little soundbite, there have been numerous studies out of France and England and uh, Michigan and other places that, in fact, this drug can be very effective and the side effects are well known and and, uh, easily dealt with. And yes, in fact, frontline workers are taking it in order to protect themselves against the virus. And if the president wants to take it should he keep that a secret from people i think big pharma is suppressing hydroxychloroquine so they can uh, so they can make billions and billions of dollars of off remdesivir I, hey i got it out the first time oh jim pharmaceutical companies would never do such a thing how could you say that well Pharmaceutical companies didn't have any problem flooding flooding this country with Oxycontin and other um, deadly drugs when they knew that it was killing people. They've had to pay, um, you know, settlements because of what they did. The settlements are a small fraction of the cost of doing business and selling that poison. But yeah. Remdesivir uh, has all of the same possible side effects that hydroxychloroquine has. If you're not a good candidate for it, it can kill you. It has side effects. And the same will be true of this uh, vaccine that uh, Alan Dershowitz says that uh, you are not within your rights to refuse. Well, let's talk a little bit about this Susan Rice memo. 
the Susan Rice memo that was finally, after three long years, declassified by Richard Grinnell, the new acting uh, director of national intelligence. It's classified top secret. When you read it, there's nothing top secret in it. And it certainly should have been declassified after they accused Michael Flynn of, of uh, you know, colluding with the Russian ambassador Kislyak. But they finally declassified it, and it shows conclusively that Barack Obama was perfectly aware of everything that was going on and that they were conspiring to keep Russian information away from the incoming administration. Well, the reason they were doing that, of course, is because the Russian information was that they were talking about implicated them in their political surveillance, the so-called unmasking. Yeah, the secret Russian information they didn't want to share with uh, Trump or Flynn or other members of the administration was information that implicated themselves. And now that that memo has been declassified, we see that that Rice was uh, trying to put in place an after-the-fact defense of the chosen one, Barack Obama. Two weeks after that January 5 meeting where they were plotting to uh, to kneecap the incoming administration, Susan Rice puts down this memo to herself on an email saying that the president insisted it be done by the book and that Comey said, oh, yes, we're going to do this by the book. Well, if they were doing it by the book, it was a book of dirty tricks. You notice how now uh, James Comey has kind of gone dark as John Durham um, circles him like a shark. But uh, Susan Rice is uh, showing up on all of the news shows now, and she's saying that uh, she was instructed by the White House counsel to write this memo in order to cover their butts. I've got a clip here if I can find it. She was appearing on uh, one of the morning shows, and she's saying that uh, I can't find the clip. I am sorry that uh, that she was instructed to do that. She also sprang to the defense of Joe Biden as a result of these newly released audio tapes of uh, Joe Biden putting the strong arm on... um, on the uh, Ukrainian president, Poroshenko. I'm going to play that clip again for you, uh, just so it can sink in. But Joe Biden actually uh, telling him, well, now that you fired the prosecutor that was investigating Burisma, we will move forward with giving you that million dollars I promised. Oh, no, this is the clip of Susan Rice. She's saying in this clip that uh, Joe Biden did that, put put the arm on the uh, Ukrainian prosecutor or the Ukrainian president to fire the prosecutor because Barack Obama told him to. We learned this morning that Ukraine is going to revisit some of the claims against uh, the Bidens, even if they didn't break the law and there's no evidence that that they did. There's no evidence that they did, he says. (laughs) I mean, you know, there's a mountain of evidence. It's an avalanche falling on the news media's head as they run to get out of the way. You got him actually on tape. 
saying that he insisted on having the the prosecutor fired. And here is Susan Rice giving their rationale. I do remember uh, that it was politically awkward back in 2015 when his son was involved in the country. Yes. He was uh, uh, dealing with anti-corruption efforts. Did he mishandle the situation at the very least? Joe Biden? Yeah. Not in my opinion. Joe Biden was doing what he was asked to do by the president of the United States, consistent with serving our policy interests. Our policy interests that we were, sh- were shared with the European Union and the IMF was to root out corruption. And this prosecutor... The corruption of the prosecutor that was investigating corruption at the energy company Burisma that was paying Joe Biden's son millions of dollars to run interference for them. No evidence. That he was pushing on all of our behalf to have removed was a corrupt prosecutor who was supposed to go after corruption. So He was going after corruption and that's why he was fired. So the difference here is very simple. President Trump, on the one hand, is asking Ukraine for a favor that benefits him personally and politically. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden. on Actually, he was asking Ukraine for a favor of getting to the bottom of the Russia gate hoax that largely was run out of the Ukraine. It most certainly was a legitimate national interest. And Joe Biden was the one firing the prosecutor that was investigating the company that was paying his son millions of dollars and his son was there to prevent that company from being investigated. That was in his own personal interest. On behalf of President Obama, the United States and the Western world was asking and pushing for uh, the removal of somebody who on behalf of our policy, on behalf of our national interest. Our national interest was to get that prosecutor fired that was investigating Burisma, according to Susan Rice. You notice, once again, they never give any examples of what this prosecutor was supposedly doing that was corrupt. We do know, we've seen the documents, that he was investigating Burisma, and just before Joe Biden demanded his firing, had in fact seized many of the assets of Burisma. If you had an honest news media, they would dig into this, but What they do is they accuse their opponents of doing what they're doing, and the news media picks up that ball and runs with it. Mm -mm -mm. Joe Biden came up with a, uh, a name, a nickname for Donald Trump, and it is possibly the lamest nickname of all time. President Tweety, he calls him. Why have they failed to get this money out to the folks who desperately needed it? Reopen the country, end of quote. How are we supposed to do that if you're sitting on the money small businesses need in order to stay alive? The money out to Main Street now is there. It's been passed. This pandemic is in. I can't find that clip. President Twitty, we've got to go. Join us again tomorrow. Talk to you then. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Need an extra hand with dinner? 
Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more.